name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Fellow redeemed, recall for a second last week's gospel. That is, the parable of the sower. Jesus had us consider what it means to hear and to understand the word of God. Now, where last week we focused on hearing, this Sunday's gospel would have us consider God's gift of sight. And like our ears, our eyes are a wonderful gift from God. It allows us to perceive and understand what's going on in the world around us. And as wonderful and incredible of a gift this is, let's be honest, we take it for granted. That is, until there's a problem. Whether it's needing glasses or something more severe like an eye disease, the threat of losing one's sight is concerning. We all know the importance of sight, how important it is. And we can only imagine how difficult life would be if we lost it. The gospel for this day places before us a man who is blind. This man, who in other gospel accounts is named Bartimaeus, couldn't understand or perceive what was going on the going on in the world around him. He sat in darkness. And because he was unable to work for a living, blind Bartimaeus was forced to sit along the roadside and beg for money. Now, while Bartimaeus couldn't see, he could hear. Sitting along the road, he heard a crowd going by. And so... He asked what was going on. Then he was told that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. In hearing these words, he got excited. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, he cried. With these words, son of David, blind Bartimaeus addresses Jesus with a term, a word that identifies Jesus as the promised Messiah, the one prophets wrote of, the one who would redeem man from sin and from death. And with the words, have mercy on me, blind Bartimaeus recognizes Jesus as coming in mercy and having the power to give mercy. It's the mercy that passes over sins, the mercy that reconciles man to God. Artemis knew what was written about the Son of Man by the prophets. He knew Jesus is the hope of Israel. He knew Jesus is the consolation of the sorrowful, the redemption of mankind. And so he cried, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And yet, the people who were in front of him rebuked him. They told him to be silent because they considered him an anu- a nuisance. And yet, in the face of these rebukes, Bartimaeus wouldn't be silent. He cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, we don't know a lot about Bartimaeus, That is, we don't know how long he had been blind. We don't know how his blindness occurred. 
Yet what we do know is how he came to faith, how he came to confess Jesus as the son of David. It's like what we heard last week. It's not by our own reason or strength that we could believe in Jesus Christ or come to him. It's only through the powerful word of God. Hearing the accounts of Jesus' preaching and teaching and miracles, blind Bartimaeus was brought to faith in Jesus. He was able to see with eyes of faith. And this is what led him to cry out to Jesus in his time of need. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped, commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. Following these words, we learn that blind Bartimaeus recovered his sight immediately. And he responds to this by following Jesus. Bartimaeus' faith in Jesus didn't end there because he had received what he wanted. No. Instead, he now follows the Lord and praises God. Now, all of this kind of stands in contrast to what precedes it. The faith of blind Bartimaeus is followed by what the apostles say. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and we hear that he took the twelve apostles aside, and he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked, shamefully treated, and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him. On the third day, he will rise. This is now the third time that Jesus speaks of his upcoming passion. And it's this one that explicitly describes his humiliation, his suffering, his death. And however, we're told that the apostles understood none of it. This saying was hidden from them. They didn't grasp what was said. The apostles didn't understand. They had not understood before, and now we're told that it's hidden from them. It's only in events that were about to take place could they understand who Jesus was, what he came to do. And it's in healing the blind man And in these other miracles by Jesus, that Jesus reveals that he is, in fact, the promised Messiah, the son of David, the one foretold by the prophets. He had come to give liberty to the captives and to set at liberty those who were oppressed. And that includes you. You were held captive to Satan and sin. And death, conceived and born as a child of Adam, you were spiritually dead. Satan was your Lord. This is what St. Paul writes 
in his letter to the Ephesians. You were dead in your trespasses and sins, which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. And so, it's no surprise when Jesus says in this morning's gospel that they're going up to Jerusalem so that everything written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. Jesus goes to Jerusalem in order to fulfill God's saving will. He goes to fulfill what God had revealed in the Old Testament. Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him not, or we esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. With his wounds we are healed. Jesus went to Jerusalem. He suffered, died exactly as he said. He went to the cross and died there. To win for you forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. He did it all for you. And yet Jesus' words, everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished, also points us to his resurrection from the dead. Risen from the dead, Jesus appears to his disciples in a locked room. He shows them his hands and his feet. He opens their mind to understand the scriptures. Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer on the third day, rise from the dead. That repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is what the crucified and risen Christ declares to his apostles. Fellow redeemed, in fulfilling the Father's saving will, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ suffered, died, to win forgiveness of sins for you. And yet also in fulfilling the Father's will, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rose from the dead for you. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, you're declared righteous. You're declared holy before the living God. You have his sure and certain promise that sin and death and the devil have been defeated for you. And nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. This is what God has done for you. And this is good news. The gospel that God reveals to you in his word. And so we're to trust this word of God. To cling to this word of God. To trust it. And here blind Bartimaeus provides us with a model to follow. 
When he heard Jesus was coming, he cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And when other people tried to silence him, he called out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Blind Bartimaeus trusted. He believed in Jesus and the word of God. In his time of need, he called out to Jesus for help, and he wouldn't be silenced. This is what your life is to look like as well. It's because we're people who continue to struggle with sin. Though we're in Christ, a new creation through the work of the Holy Spirit, that old Adam still clings to us, dragging us back. We fail to put God first, to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we don't try to ignore this sin, or we don't try to make excuses for it. Instead, we're to repent, to confess our sins. Like blind Bartimaeus, we're to cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. And he who is merciful and just will forgive us our sins for Christ's sake. And when we encounter the challenges, the difficulties, the sufferings of this life, we continue to cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. In faith and trust, we turn to the Lord who died for us, who rose for us. We ask him to help us. Confident that the one who has revealed his love for us in his crucifixion and resurrection will in fact come to us, who loves us, who cares for us even now. Well, redeemed with eyes of faith, blind Bartimaeus saw. He believed. He trusted in Jesus as the promised Messiah who was foretold by the prophets. The apostles at this point don't understand. Even though Jesus spoke of his suffering and death and resurrection, these things were hidden from them. And yet it wouldn't be forever. Jesus had accomplished all that he said he would do. At Easter and for 40 days afterward, the disciples encountered the crucified and risen Lord. He gave them insight into how he fulfilled the scriptures and taught about the kingdom of God. And it's through the Holy Scriptures that they witness to us today so that we too can rejoice in the forgiveness and the life and the salvation which we have received through our crucified and risen Lord, Jesus Christ. God be praised. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our God.